Discover the Outdoors, Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They're the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. The game days, remote work getaways, and family vacations are all better than RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. Welcome into the show. A great sports day, March Madness Day, also St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's going to be a great day. I'm excited for it, that is for sure. Um, it is going to be interesting to see the start of March Madness and the upsets that will eventually take place. I know we have it titled as a Cinderella story today. It's going to be really cool to see which Cinderella story actually takes off today and who's exactly. the team that really kind of gets everything going. Game starting in uh, roughly an hour, if you're listening to us live in the call-in app. Uh, I'm excited to see this first matchup, Michigan versus Colorado State. I think it can – it's weird. I, we talked about it a little bit uh, yesterday off podcast. It's weird because Michigan is the number 11 seed. Colorado State comes in as the number 6 seed. If Michigan wins this game today, it's not going to feel like an upset to me. And I haven't, I haven't looked at the sports betting lines for it. Uh, I've been too busy filling out brackets and things like that. Uh, but it, just, it won't. It won't feel like an upset to me. Uh, even looking at some of the lines, Michigan is even the favorite. Yeah. That is part of March Madness, though. The underdog is sometimes going to be the favorite, which makes sense. Oh, it's just it's weird with Michigan because they had such a weird season of like not being very good and the whole issue with your coach getting into a fight and they suspended the rest of the year, which was only five games. And now you come in here and it's like you barely kind of make it into the playoffs. It's like, what the heck? So it's kind of one of those things where we look at Michigan last year. It's like, man, they're really good. This year, not so much. But maybe this is the time of the year where they kind of everything starts to click and starts going well for them. So. We'll see. Uh, I'm very excited for the start of today. Uh, like you mentioned, I haven't looked at any of the uh, any of the betting lines either, but it's still one of those deals where we sit here and go, hey, Michigan, Colorado State, feels like Michigan. Now, if Colorado State comes out and wins, it's going to be a little bit of a, a hurt to my bracket right from the jump. Yeah? Yeah. We talked a little bit about our brackets uh, before. We're also going to get into our mic'd up sports brackets uh, as well today. And then also uh, some free agency news. In both football and baseball. We had the big Freddie Freeman signing last night, but I do want to break down these college basketball games. It's like I said, first day of March Madness. I think this is one of the best sports days of the year. I saw you say that earlier. I'm kind of surprised. The best sports day of the year for you. Yeah. I'm surprised to see that people are surprised. (laughs) Like what day is better than this day? I mean, you're going to have some people be like, oh, opening day of baseball. I can get on board people with People are going to say, like, foot, like opening day, like opening weekend of football. Opening weekend of football, I think, is actually kind of trash because you get the Thursday night preview, yeah. which is cool. It's not an all-day thing. I don't know. It's just this. Today is special. It does, Opening week of football doesn't live up to this hype. That's very true. Opening day of baseball, I can get on board with that one. The NBA is irrelevant, like Christmas Day, like whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Thanksgiving Day for football, don't really care. The Super Bowl, there are 30 teams that don't care about the Super Bowl. 
that's very that, true. Like, and with the tournament starting, you probably care. And with the way that they do the brackets, you probably care. You you know, you probably have your own bracket that you've set up. So for me, like, it is March Madness. Yeah. So with it then, are there any other games today that you're just super excited for? Or is all it just them. all of them? All of them. <laughs> Every um, single one? No. That's I that's the greatness of March Madness is that you get a game starting about every 30 minutes today. Every 45 minutes, a new game starts. It's going to tip off at 11.15 Central Time with Michigan versus Colorado State. Last game tips off at roughly 9 o'clock with Texas Southern versus Kansas. Ooh. Watch out for the upset <laughs> there with those Kansas Jayhawks. But a lot of teams that I have advancing actually play today. A lot of teams that I'm, I'm favored on are playing today. I like Tennessee. I like Iowa. Gonzaga, the top-rated team, they're going to play at 315 Central today. I've seen a lot of people advancing North Carolina pretty far. They're going to play at 330 today. And uh, I wasn't unique to this tweet the other day. This is my annual reminder that True TV is still a channel. <laughs> and that they actually have other programming that is not just impractical jokers. Yeah, I mean, that's all they are anymore. I would think during... Non-March Madness, that's all they show is Impractical Jokers. And it definitely feels like it. I think it is on YouTube TV then because we were talking about it. I think you asked me yesterday when we were not on air. But I think they are because that's the only time I watch Impractical Jokers when I'm scrolling through. And it's like, all right, yeah, I I guess I'll watch this and let it kind of just go through for a couple hours because I'm just – Messing around on my phone, not really wanting to watch TV, but I need some background noise. Wow, you're just just out there streaming with no regards to to your internet bill. What do you mean? You got unlimited internet, dog. You hit your limit. It's unlimited. Unlimited. Must be nice. Not not where I'm from. Uh, Let's do break down some of these games, though. Uh, We do have number eleven Michigan at Colorado State. I guess Um, it's a it's in Indianapolis. It's a neutral site game. Uh, With this one. As we've kind of teased, I have Michigan winning, and, and I guess you can call it an upset, but I don't. It's not though. It's not going to be an upset. Michigan is the betting odds favorite. They're the bigger team. I would be more surprised if Colorado State won this one, but I got Michigan winning. Yeah, I do too. Actually, I have them moving on um, to only one more round because then they run into a juggernaut at Tennessee in the next round for me. So I'm going Michigan as well. Go blue. Yeah, you were kind of a Michigan guy there for a second. Uh, Next game on the schedule, we're not going bracket. We're just going schedule-wise. Next game on the schedule, South Dakota State versus Providence. I'm I'm not picking an upset in this one either. I have Providence winning. Do I know anything about either one of these teams? No. I know that I've heard of Providence before, and I'm not betting on South Dakota State. I lied. I do know a little bit about South Dakota State. They can hit the three. So, like, will I be surprised if they win? No. They could also just get run out of the gym if they're not hitting. I feel like there's a lot of people that are very high on Providence. I know they're coming in as a four seed, but they're one of those teams where everyone's like, it makes me feel like I didn't pay attention enough to know what Providence is or what they have done this year to be up here this high and an as successful season that they've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, number eight, Boise State versus number nine, Memphis. Memphis has a very good player, a freshman. I think he's a center. It's hard to tell anymore who plays what position. In basketball, but yeah. I am uh, I'm going with Memphis in this one because I do feel like names. There, you know, if you got a couple star players in the tournament, they can go off. Yeah, somebody's going to do it. I'm taking number nine, Memphis again. Uh, 
I guess it's an upset, but it doesn't feel like an upset. And again, Memphis, the betting odds favorite to win this one. Is, um, like you said, with the star, the head coach, who's also a star, and the fact that they kind of ran into like a mid-year trouble with the season looking kind of iffy, and all of a sudden you come in here at this point, boom, you get the nine seed. This matchup for my brackets, I think I've done three or four so far. This is the one game where the eight, nine seed, there's like, ugh. Actually, I don't know, but I ended up going with Memphis here on this one that we're discussing, so I also have Memphis beating Boise State. So far, we are in agreement. Look at us. Which means there's definitely going to be an upset in one of those first three games. <laughs> yeah. Tipping off on TBS at 1 o'clock Central Time, Norfolk State versus Baylor. We have seen a one seed lose one time. I'm not betting on that to happen again. No, I definitely went with Baylor here. Yep. Even with uh, you know Baylor losing some guys, they're still the one seed. I'm I'm not convinced that they make a far run. I definitely don't think they repeat as champs, but there's no way they lose to Norfolk State. Well, I mean, there's always a chance. There's always a, one little point zero 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 one percent chance. You need to stop watching Little Giants. <laughs> it's a one opportunity. Uh, I'm actually taking Baylor to win this game as well. It just it still doesn't feel like Baylor won the national title last year. No, because no one talks about it. It's like we totally <laughs> forgot that they actually yeah. did it. Uh, they're a good basketball team. No one talks about it. Uh, number 14, Longwood versus Tennessee. Tennessee is one of those teams that I think can make a sneaky run. Yep, I agree with you, actually. Uh, so I'm, I'm going Tennessee in that one. And number 12, Richmond versus number 5, Iowa. I'm going Iowa, and I'm going Iowa all the way. I think you're a little crazy for that, but I'm agreeing with you here that I think Iowa wins this game. Yep. And, the other um, thing we need to say, we have not talked about this beforehand. We're doing this. Straight live going down the schedule, picking our games. So it's right. not like we came into the show today like, hey, we agree on everything. It, this is a 5-12 matchup where you usually you'll try to predict some upsets. Um, you almost see it every year. I don't have – I do have one selected. I got one selected. It's uh, New Mexico State versus UConn. That's my 5-12 upset. They're going to tip off today at 550. That's where I'm picking a big upset of the day. Middle of the afternoon. No, it's not. It's kind of evening. Five fifty is what I said. <laughs> I think that's where we get a big upset. You know, now that I'm looking at my bracket, I don't think I ever had a. That's why I had Loyola Chicago beating Ohio State. Just say you got to get one in there. Yeah, I think that was the one. That's I not a five twelve though. Uh, that's a ten seven. Yeah, you gotta. Have, you're supposed to pick a five twelve upset. You need to have at least one five twelve upset. Yeah. That's a thing. Oh, I uh, nope. <laughs> uh oh. Yikes! I will switch it. I'm gonna bracket take Indiana. is busted. Uh, I'm taking Indiana over St. Mary's. Bracket is busted already. Oh, that's that's tough luck, big country. Uh, number sixteen, Georgia State versus number one Gonzaga. Absolutely no chance. Number one overall team Gonzaga. They look pretty good this year. Timmy, Chet Holmgren. They're not losing to Georgia State. <laughs> it sounded like you said shit Holmgren. Timmy shit Holgram. He's the shit. What can you say? He's like one of the top blockers in college basketball. He's going to be probably the number one overall pick. I think. I don't think he's going to go off. There's a couple guys that I'm looking at, and I'm like, oh, they could definitely go off. I don't think it's Chet Holmgren, which probably means it's Chet Holmgren. <laughs> Dude hasn't been stopped yet this year, has he? He's just been on absolute tear. Yeah, I mean, he's been he's been phenomenal all season, but I don't. I don't think he's going to be that guy that takes over the tournament. 
No. It, what's a random school that you think is a Cinderella story? Uh, New Mexico State. Really? Yeah, my 512. I, I think it's going to happen. But it's so hard to predict. Even the experts, and that's yeah. what I love. I, I tweeted out last night that um, my pick to win the championship is Iowa. And a lot of people have been giving me shit about it. And like, I get it. It's a bold take. Go big or go home, though. It's like even some of the people that were talking shit to me, uh, I was like, all right, fine. Who do you have? Duke and Gonzaga. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, you, big risk there. That you, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, the two most predicted teams to win, that's what you're doing. And a little bit of my, I picked Iowa to win. A little bit is because I'm going bold. If Iowa wins this thing, I'm probably going to win the bracket challenge. Because, like, no one else is picking Iowa. Yeah. Well, a lot that. of people are going to get there with Gonzaga. It might happen. I'm not saying it won't. Would I be very happy about a Gonzaga-Duke championship? <laughs> yeah. Bet your <laughs> ass I would. And I hope Coach K gets one in his last year. Honestly, here's the storyline to watch for. I wouldn't be surprised if the tournament's rigged this year. Hey, that's what my whole thought process has Conspiracy. been. I think it is going to be. I think it is going to be rigged where Duke wins the whole freaking thing. I wouldn't hate it. And Coach K is like, oh, greatest coach of all, t- greatest college basketball coach of all time. No, I also time. thought that he would win his last home game against North Carolina. That didn't happen. Then I they thought they might win the ACC championship. That didn't happen. It all happens on purpose. Loss, loss, win. So now maybe it's like, oh, yeah, sorry we couldn't help you out earlier, but. We got you now. Now we got you. And they do have a very good team. They've got like three guys that are going to be lottery picks. Yeah. Probably in this draft. So they, they have a very good team. Coach K, and I, I am a bit of a Duke fan, it feels like he's just kind of been checked out the last couple of years. It really does. It, it, he's just been a big old grouch, old grouchy Coach K. Right? It is definitely time for him to retire. He's entering, like, Mac Brown status for me. Like, I loved Mac Brown. There towards the end of his run, it's like, why are you still here, actually? <laughs> That's how I feel about Coach K. But we'll see what happens uh, with that game. A couple other games on schedule today. Marquette versus North Carolina. This I, I'm very excited about this game. I'm picking North Carolina because I don't like them, and I think they'll win. How's that for strategy? In-depth <laughs> analysis right there. I don't like them. Going opposite, they'll probably win. So did you pick North Carolina then, particularly because you didn't like them? Yep. That makes sense. All right. This was another one of those games kind of I was saying earlier with uh, – Another 8-9 matchup between Memphis and Boise State where I was like, I don't really know what direction to go here. But I actually picked North Carolina, and then I have them going on a decent run throughout the tournament. So, Yeah. Yep. I can see it happening. It's going to be different, though, because this isn't Roy Williams-led Tar Heels team. Yeah. And even, like, during the season, everybody was kind of down on North Carolina. They didn't have that bad of a year. It wasn't like the normal... You know, top 25, top 10 that we're kind yeah. of used to from North Carolina since I've been alive. Uh, but they still went 24-19. They still made some noise. They beat a good Duke team. So I, I've i thought of brackets, too. I've enjoyed looking at those. And, like, the my peop, the people's bracket on ESPN, too, which is all chalk. <laughs> like, there are no upsets that people are like, oh. Or at least the last time I looked at it. I haven't looked at it this morning. Um, number two, Kentucky versus St. Peter's. I've never heard of St. Peter's. Good luck either. dealing with that Kentucky big man. That's what I have to say about that. Kentucky's going to win. <laughs> Sorry, I'm right there with you. <laughs> That's it. That's this all you is, it's know. analysis. Bam. Uh-huh. 
Uh, number 12, Indiana versus number 5, St. Mary's. I didn't pick this upset, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm feeling it today. Upset alert. That's why. That's my five twelve upset right you here. You know what really sucks is I got so used to betting on college basketball that I'm like, let me put some money down on it, and I can't. We're already addicted. It took us one weekend. I know. Somebody needs to hit me up. I need a bookie. Hey, weren't you saying the other day that Missouri is getting close to like allowing legal betting? Missouri is, and I saw. I don't keep up with politics, um, as you probably heard us talking about daylight saving time yesterday. <laughs> I didn't really know what the fuck was going on, uh, but I have seen some other sports people because this blends where they think that Missouri sports betting will be legalized by the time that football season starts. Uh, because a lot of the, well, the football team, the Kansas City Chiefs, they went in on that money too. They want to put a, like a sports book or something in, in uh, Arrowhead. And that even like teams like the Royals, the Blues, uh, a lot of teams want sports betting. They want to get their hand in the pot. And that's pushing you know, state representatives to pass it along. So they... they the people on Twitter who follow this stuff think it's going to happen. I am all about it. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to. But I'm still sticking with my $5 bets only. It like, again, not to be super political because I don't follow that stuff. Republicans should be like, you can't tell people what to do with their money. They should be able to spend it how they want it. Boo bam. That's a Republican thing. Democrats should be like, that's cool. We're going to tax it though and give it back to people. Whatever, like this should be bipartisan. <laughs> like, well, how are we not all agreeing on gambling? Love it. Makes no sense. They just hate each other. And each I'll other. tell you what, a Kansas City sports book out there at Arrowhead is going to be awesome. And then when Coffin moves downtown, you're going to have a little Royals sports book down there too. Whoo! Kansas City's going to be popping right here in the Midwest. Yeah, Arrowhead still dumb though. Well, I mean, hopefully this just helps them build a new stadium faster. Right, because like even when I said it, like oh they'll probably put like a sports book. I don't know where they put it. That's yeah. and like <laughs> you can't even really like expand. I'm sure they can. <laughs> but that stadium is all concrete. It's like do you realize the reconstruction that you'd have to do to expand on there? It'd be like a billion dollar project at that point. Just build the new. It's stadium. like hey, if we take out this part here. The rest yeah. might collapse. Yeah, all right. Or we might be all right. Actually, if we take out this part, we could have room, but the south end zone is going to collapse. Like, ah, shucks. I don't even know if there is a south end zone. I don't I think there is, yeah. But hopefully there is sports betting. But I am feeling, I'm feeling this Indiana-St. Mary's upset. St. Mary's is a team we talked about a couple of weeks ago as a team that they are rising up. And I, I think that it is a little bit of that, hey, I recognize you guys because you play Gonzaga every year. And you're the only team that comes close to beating them. So they're kind of they're a team on the rise. Indiana, maybe it's just because I watched them play the other night. I would put some money down on that one. How much? You not like much. Spread? I'm not a big better. 20 bucks? Here, you gave me a little uh, tip the other day when we were in Nashville. Actually a little just these. a tip? Yeah, just a R.I.P. Yeah. You said always bet the under, or you said usually just bet the under on the championship games or big-time games because they're usually so close. Like, usually betting the under is the way to go. What about these games here? Uh, for the Super Bowl, I do yeah. bet the under. But, like, even all the conference championship games, my ass was like, I'm taking the over. There's no way these guys don't score more than 130 points. Well, I would take Austin, the, there is a possibility, and they didn't, and I lost money. I would take the under in this one. It's 126. I have nothing to back it up. This is totally gut feeling. 
I could lie to our listeners and be like, hey, this is what I got. Here's a player name. It's a gut feeling. And that's how you should gamble. Go with your gut. Yeah, All listen balls. To it. Got a tingly feeling down there that says Indiana in the under, which is like the opposite of what you should pick. <laughs> the underdog and the under. It's going to be an ugly game, run the ball type game, Indiana and the under. I'm writing these down so we remember. So we can check back. And right, be like, because it is St. Patrick's Day, and I will tell you, I'm going to be drunk later today. Uh, number nine, Creighton versus number eight, San Diego State. I picked Creighton because Kyle Korver. You know, some people have outlandish ways of why they uh, pick teams. Mine is, do I recognize your team from a player that I liked growing up? Creighton checks that box. Kyle Korver, they're getting the win today. I feel it in my bones. Number 13, Vermont against Arkansas. I'm going Arkansas. Yeah, I have actually have Arkansas making a huge run in this tournament. I've liked watching them a lot this year. Uh, people probably aren't aware of this. We talk about being in Missouri all the time. Ridiculously close to Arkansas. Yep. Actually closer to the University of Arkansas than we are Missouri. Yes. Like one much of, closer. Yes. One of them I've been to like twice. The other one I've been to a million times. Columbia versus Fayetteville. Yeah. Have Seriously. you been to Fayetteville that much? Uh, yeah. Oh, Just sure. I mean, northwest Arkansas. Yeah. That whole area. Yeah. Uh, and then Columbia. So I've been to Columbia a handful of times. I've done a lot of driving through Columbia when I was making the trip from Kansas City to St. Louis and back and forth, but only stopped like a couple times. I enjoyed it, but it just it doesn't have that college atmosphere unless you're in like the heart of the city, like right next to campus. Like I feel like Fayetteville, the entire area in like northwest Arkansas area is like, yeah, Arkansas Ridgebacks. Yeah, I've not spent a lot of time in either. But I I picked Arkansas. I'm kind of feeling an upset on that one, too. Uh, Gut feeling. Don't do that to me. So don't you're thinking, it's, thinking it's, a 13-4 honestly, upset? It's because I go against myself, and I will psych myself out. It's like a jinx versus unjinx thing to where I, I picked Arkansas. I feel good about them this year. This morning, I come in. I look at the game. Thinking Vermont might upset. I hate the fact that you say that because I've been thinking it ever since I've been like, oh, I think Arkansas makes a big run. I said it the other day for the first time, and now it's just like, <sighs> right? You. I was kind of hoping up. for you to, like, kind of build me back, like, give me more confidence in Arkansas because it mentally I just like. No, I've ah. been in on Arkansas as well, but. Do you have an over under for that game? The crazy, the thing about March Madness is, there there are going to be upsets. Over under is one thirty nine. I'm definitely taking the under in that one. Arkansas favored by four and a half. You give me Vermont and the points, and I feel comfortable. That's where I stand on that one. Bracket-wise, I picked Arkansas, but you give me Vermont plus four and a half, I'm taking it. I have it written down on the old notepad. Uh, number 10, San Francisco versus Murray State. Uh, John Morant. Murray State's <laughs> going to get the win. That's all I got in that one. Akron versus UCLA. Uh, UCLA returns a really good team. They're a four seed. I know that. They're another team where I could see them. I have them making a little bit of a run. I have them as a Final Four team. UCLA? Yep. Uh, I have them upsetting Baylor, Purdue. Yeah. I. Wow. So I have North Carolina upsetting Baylor, and then I have North Carolina then upsetting UCLA. And then facing. So I pretty much have North Carolina going all the way to the Sweet 16 to face Kentucky, and then they lose. And then the yeah. Kentucky's in the Final Four. 
And uh, last game of the day, Texas Southern versus Kansas. It's fun to poke at Kansas and their fans. I I think they win this game, though. They are the one seed. I I don't think they lose. I don't think we get an upset here. Well, the thing is with our last game that we just picked, if Kansas gets the win, which we assume they will as the one seed, they then run into Creighton in round two. And that's where it's kind of like the kryptonite. Yeah, that's even like a, a fairly close to local rivalry. Yeah. I Creighton's beaten Kansas, Kansas in the Kansas past. Upset, but I don't have Kansas making it very far. Uh, give give me your final four, big country. I know that we are... Uh, we went long on the bracket stuff yeah. in, in today's games. But like I said, I fucking like this day. This is a good day in sports. <laughs> um, and to parlay it with St. Patrick's Day. And like some people are on spring break. Mm-hmm. Some people are here in Joplin celebrating third Thursday for the first time. Like, hey, wow. It's getting crazy. Uh-huh. Uh, so my your- final four was kind of basic. Villanova, Kansas, and then Duke and Kentucky. Then I have Duke versus Kansas in the championship, and Duke wins seventy six to sixty nine. So you Duke Kansas, and you got two one seeds, and then Kentucky and Villanova two two seeds. Two two seeds. I went crazy. I I told myself uh, I'm only allowing myself to pick one one seed to make it to the final four, and so I looked at those teams and I said Gonzaga. I feel pretty confident that they can make the tournament there. I wanted to buy into the Duke hype, but I'm a little bit of a Duke fan. And I said no. Like, yeah. the story just feels too perfect unless it's rigged. Which I we'll think see. it is. My opinion could change. Duke has really good talent. Like I said earlier, they got like, three guys that could be lottery picks. Um, and one of them could go off to where, you know, if it's Boncaro, like, he could be the guy of the tournament. But I just, I had one one seed. It wasn't Duke. So I have Gonzaga versus UCLA. UCLA returns a lot of guys, and if they're healthy, they're going to be tough to beat. So I have them matched up with Gonzaga, one versus four. Then on the other side of the bracket is where it gets crazy. I have number three, Tennessee, making it to the final four, and number five, Iowa. Iowa wins that game. I have Iowa versus Gonzaga, and I have Iowa winning the whole damn thing because of Keegan Murray. So Iowa beats Gonzaga, Gonzaga. 78-73. That's my final bracket. My one and only. (laughs) Cinderella story, man. A lot of people are going to pick Duke. A lot of people are going to pick Kansas. Gonzaga, even. That's tough. The fact that you had Gonzaga going all the way there and then losing to Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're kind of a Gonzaga fan, too. Yeah. Yeah, bet with your brain and your balls. <laughs> Don't let your heart get into it and be like, oh, well, I'm a fan of this team. Nope, doesn't matter who you're fans of. That's a good point. That's, and that's where I'm at with it. I, you know, I did have uh, teams like Michigan State making a little bit of a run, I think. Oh, no, I picked – that's going to be a good second-round matchup. Assuming Michigan State and Duke win, yes. they will match up in the second round. Yep. And I will tell you, with Duke – a Duke fan, they set up Duke to have one of the toughest routes to the championship because I think they want Coach K matched up with somebody big at every stop of the way. Like, their potential games, uh, they win. Obviously, Fullerton, not a great matchup, but Duke wins that one, probably going to play Michigan State. If they win that one, 
probably going to play Texas Tech. If yep. not, probably going to play Notre Dame. That's a big matchup. And even if they continue to win that one, like, boom, that's where you're set up. Now you're playing teams like Gonzaga. Like, they they kind of screwed over Coach K. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, like, once he wins all those games, it's like, psh, we can do anything. Oh, yeah. If you can get out of that region, <laughs> good, good on you, man. Give you, them the trophy. You, Yeah, you might need a trophy for just getting out of that region. Uh, let's mention some of our great sponsors, though, and get into some free agency signing. Go visit Roper Kia. Now would be a great time. A little spring break action, new ride. Visit their, their website. Check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they will help you find it. And if you mention us here at Miked Up, they'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. And also, it's a very hassle-free buying experience is what I love. Yeah. The sales guys are just going to be like, hey, this is what I can do for you on this car. They, they're about selling cars, not like trying to get money out of you. Well, because they know they sell so many damn cars. It's like, pfft, it's like I'm just going to tell you what it is. No yeah. ifs, ands, or buts about it. I love that, too, because it's not like, well, let me go talk to my manager and see if I can get it lowered. No, it's like, here, this is the best deal we can get for you. Now let's start working on what your payment could be. Yep. And you just you don't have to deal with the, the smugness, the snootiness of some of these other car dealerships that I absolutely hate. I tried to buy a car from someone else, a different dealership, probably three years ago. Mm-hmm. I got so pissed off within the first 30 minutes, and I was like, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah. Going back to Roper. It happened to me at the beginning of the year. I went in, and I was like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about maybe getting a truck, went to a Ford dealership. And it's just like, man, this is I mean, how many times you gotta go talk to your manager, bro? Like I, I told you what you know, what I'm looking for, what I want, like what is your manager? Just bring your manager over yes. here. Let's I just had all the same talk. experience. I went and I told the guy, like, hey, this is the payment that I want to be around. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, cool. He comes back, he's like a hundred dollars over that payment. So I'm like, hey, bud, like I, t- I already told you. And then it's that back and forth of like, let me go talk to my manager, see if we can lower it. It's like, why don't you actually just step out of the way and let me talk to the manager? Mm-hmm. You won't have to have that at Roper Kia. Again, mention us at Miked Up. Get yourself $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. Absolutely. And another place you won't have to worry about getting oversold is at Gunspot.com. That's the place to go for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions every single week. And when you go to checkout, like I said, you don't have to worry about any extra charges being placed on your checkout items. Also, it's not a matter of if. It doesn't matter when danger could arise. Make sure you put you in your position to protect you and your family with Gunspot.com. All right, now some um, non-March Madness news. Last night was crazy busy. I was trying to watch uh, some of the playing games, the Notre Dame game. I fell asleep, watched it this morning, which was a great one. Mm-hmm. Tweeted it this morning. Allowing Notre Dame to play on St. Patrick's Day feels unfair. Luck of the Irish on St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. Come on. Like, at midnight at 11.59... They should have called the game like a long tennis match and be like, actually, we're going to revisit this one on Friday because it's just not fair. <laughs> or make them play, you know, Tuesday night instead. They it's did it on fair. purpose. Say what? I think they did it on purpose. Probably. To where line up like they that. They knew that game was going to go late in yeah. overtime, double overtime, and then a little game winner. Uh, it was it was a fun game to rewatch this morning because I was not staying up that late. Deshaun Watson news, though. Uh, Deshaun Watson meeting with the Saints – Again, the Saints, again, clearing a shitload of cap space. Reworking just every deal. They, I think this morning they cleared $30 million in cap space. This or morning? No, they, they, have, they have $30 million in cap space now. 
they went from being like $80 million over to now they have $30 million to spend. That is a impressive story. I don't understand it, but it does feel like that's going to be where Deshaun Watson lands. I even saw some tweets uh, last night that a lot of people expect that to happen today. So we'll be on the watch for that one uh, if it happens. Obviously, everyone's going to be talking about it. It'll be breaking news. But it looks like probably Deshaun Watson to the Saints. Falcons making a late push still. Yep. But if I had to bet on it, I would go Deshaun Watson Saints. Yeah, and it was announced earlier this morning, right as we started the show, actually, that the Browns are out of the sweepstakes for Deshaun Watson. I guess they had <laughs> the front office had spoke to Baker Mayfield's representatives and said, hey, we're only going to pursue top-level quarterbacks this offseason like a Deshaun Watson if he is available. So I guess Baker has been aware of it and probably why he's been so quiet. And then when they kind of found out that, like, hey, we're actually meeting with Deshaun, Baker was like, all right, there's probably my opportunity to say goodbye to everybody. That's just me piecing it all together in my I mind. I still think he's gone. Baker. Oh, well, I would 100% still be gone. But I just think like that was his timing. On, like, I've been quiet lately because I heard about this, and yeah. now they're meeting with them. I'm going to say goodbye. But I'm also saying goodbye because, like, F them. I'm not coming back. Yeah, and I kind of feel for him. It is, it's kind of a shitty deal to just to not speak with your, your quarterback. And your quarterback that's been there for a long time, too. It's not like he was you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick who was in there on a one-year deal. I mean, he was your number one overall draft pick. Yep. You might want to talk to him. And the Falcons uh, apparently did that with Matt Ryan, you know, a guy who is old. And, they, I mean, the reports of him being replaced have been out there for a while now, a couple of years. But they were even talking to Matt Ryan and saying, like, hey, by the way, we are talking with Deshaun. We are going to communicate with him. And so I get it. But it does look like uh, maybe today, maybe tomorrow. But I would say, I would assume by Monday, we're talking about Deshaun Watson being, I think, a saint. And, I mean, good for the Saints, you know what I mean? You went from Drew Brees and Sean Payton to losing Brees in retirement and going, ah, what are we going to do moving forward with the year of Jameis? And now it's like, bam, we have a quarterback. It's a new era of Saints football. And you're in a division where the only other team you really have to worry about is the New England, or excuse not New England, the, uh, the Tom Brady Buccaneers. I'm not even going to say Tampa Bay. Just the Tom Brady Buccaneers is what they are. Forever and always, apparently. Yep. Um, some other big news. Last night, Von Miller signs with the Bills. I saw this notification come through. Uh, I think I was eating. I saw it come through. I was like, oh, Von Miller, where's he signing? Click it to the Bills. Fuck, that sucks. <laughs> then I saw the terms of the deal. Six years, $120 million. And immediately, like, I was calling bullshit on it. Yeah. It, there's no way you give him six years. Like, no NFL team would do that. It does appear that this is one of those, like, voidable year things to where all of his money is guaranteed pretty much in the first I think, two to three years of this deal. So it is more like a, a two- or three-year deal, not yeah. a six-year deal. He's still 32 years old. You're going to give him $120 million? That is insane to me. Yeah. Or even I think the guarantees are around, like, 55, 60. Yeah. So even if it's a three-year, $60 million deal, holy shit. Yeah. I didn't think he was that good last year. I didn't think he was. I mean, he wasn't all. He was finally decently healthy because the two years prior to that, he just kept dealing with so many injuries that would just keep him out for the season. I I think he's a good player. He's a Hall of Famer, I think. Yeah. Uh, But even, like, last year, just what he was able to do. You know, he had nine and a half sacks, so maybe I should shut the fuck up. Nine and a half sacks at 32 years old. And going to Buffalo... I guess for Buffalo, I mean, they really want a pass rusher there. Yeah. Every draft, 
they're going after somebody that's a pass rusher. So maybe they feel like they finally they got their guy, or maybe they have a mentor for some of the younger guys that they've brought in. Yep. And, and maybe you do overpay for that. Maybe you overpay for that leadership in your locker room and say this is the guy that will get us over the, the hump. Kind of worked for the Rams with them trading for him. And if you have the cap space, might as well spend it. Um, and they also signed O.J. Howard. And I will tell you, they are not AFC West opponents. I absolutely love both those moves yeah. for Buffalo. As a Chiefs fan, that makes me nervous. Meeting them in the playoffs is going to be a little worrisome, mm-hmm. more so than what it was. But, like, to get O.J. Howard, I think that's a good landing spot for him. This is a guy who we've been sitting here looking at going, like, how in the world has he not been successful in the NFL? Right. Like, I still don't get it. A lot of potential there. I mean, he was being referred to as a top tight end when he was coming out of Alabama. Yeah. And it just never really worked out for him in Tampa Bay. Maybe this is a good, uh, you know, second chance opportunity for him. And I I do like him. I, I always wondered when his breakout season would happen. Never did. Uh, he's 27 years old. So, he, I mean, he is a very much a veteran in the NFL. But I like that move. And at only like, I think it's like three and a half million dollars. Yeah. That's nothing. That's nothing in the NFL. I mean, it's cool to call yourself a millionaire, but like, you've really not done anything as O.J. Howard. And for the Bills, that really is not very much money for them to just give away for a guy who, yeah. you know, ceiling or potential could be through the roof I and thought, where you're at now. I thought that he would be more into like five to eight range. Yeah. You get him for three and a half with some incentives. Like, cool. If he overperforms, he overperforms. But I, I loved those two moves coming down from the Buffalo Bills. And Bills fans, I think, should be very excited, too. I don't care about overpaying. I, I think that overpaying has been very trendy on Twitter this week. Nobody gives a shit about the salary cap. Yeah. Christian Kurt making $21 million? Who gives a fuck? The salary cap is flexible. Yeah. So why, what are you mad about? And it's also the fact when you hear reports from teams that, like, front offices are like, yeah, we're not really worried about the salary cap. We're we're so good at being able to manipulate it and, you know, be fluid with what we need to do or want to do where it's not a worry. So why as fans are we freaking out over Twitter? So let yeah. these guys do their job. Who are you bringing in? Can you afford to do it? Awesome. Yeah, I think even with, like, Christian Kirk and, and some of the other guys, like the Von Miller contract, a lot of people were freaking out. Like, oh, my God, why why would you pay him this much money? I can remember when teams were well, – not teams, fans were freaking out uh, – about the Rams trading away so many draft picks. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't build a team that way. You can't pay all these players. They did it. They <laughs> won a Super Bowl. And, yep. and that is the end goal, is to get a Super Bowl. A lot of teams go all in. And, I, you know, they, the Rams did it. it. It worked out. They might be able to make a run. But they, they, they checked that box of, we got a Super Bowl. Yeah. Even and, teams like the Chiefs, where it looked like they were built for a lot of future success, they got one Super Bowl. You yep. built it, you know, pretty much through the draft, but you can't hate on these teams for paying players, trying to make it work, especially for Buffalo. They're right there. They are on the cusp of being great. Oh, for sure. And if this is something that gets them over the hump, especially with Von Miller, where it's just painting your backs and go get the quarterback, that is very, like, looking at Because their defense was able to get pressure last year. They were just so, so close to getting Mahomes, and then it just it didn't happen. I think if they get Mahomes on one last sack, they'd probably win that football game. They just couldn't get to it. I mean, that 13-second drive. Yeah. Even if you don't get the sack, even if you create pressure on Mahomes and make him throw an incompletion or a bad completion, yep. different ballgame. Yep. Bills might be Super Bowl champs. There's a lot of what-ifs in there. But I do think that they can look at their their team and say, all right, now 
we kind of check that box. With guys like Gregory Russo, I, I really like him. I, I think that he can be good. A.J. Epinesa. At one point during their draft process, they were looked at as you know, two top pass rushers. Now you get a guy like Von Miller in there tutoring them on, like, hey, actually put your hand here, swipe through, you're free. Yeah. <laughs> that could be terrifying uh, for everybody in the AFC or maybe just in the NFL. And then the big news in baseball free agency, which I love that it's going on at the same time, the Freddie Freeman deal happened. It went to the Dodgers, as we've been talking about. It's a six-year, $162 million deal. I was surprised to see it was that long of a contract, uh, but it is. It's baseball. So It also feels like a, kind of a low number. Yeah, but I, I think it is because he's, he is a bit older. I was going to look up how old he actually is. Yeah. But, I mean, he is he's already 32 years old. Oh, so wow. I, I think what happened is it's a little bit of a low number on average, but now he's freed up to play until like is Freddie Freeman going to play until he's thirty eight? I don't know. Either way, he's getting twenty seven million dollars a year. Yeah, and the great thing about the Dodgers, he can go there in DH now. Yeah, you know maybe he does play three more years at first base, and then because he's a good fielding first baseman, uh, he's a Gold Glove guy. Then maybe he transitions into. Uh, a guy that plays DH. Just put on some weight and hit baseballs. And then, you know, the banning of the shift. He's a left-handed hitter. Hits a lot into the shift. Yeah. I I am curious to see what happens with that. I don't think they're banning it this year. I think it's next year that it goes into effect. With some of these hitters that were like, man, that's a really good hitter. But he's been hitting against the shift for the last 10 yeah. years. What happens when that goes away? You might, you know, Freddie Freeman might be able to hit 330. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Oh, this is so freaking nice, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, oh my God, there's not a guy standing in shallow right field. Yeah, I'm just gonna hit the ball right. There. <laughs> yeah. it, it will be crazy. I hate the shift. I know a lot of people are like, oh, just bloop it the other way. I have heard a lot of, of players talk about it, and you know, veteran hitters would always say like, oh, just bloop one to third base, like it's fine. Yeah, top pitchers were throwing 95 then. Now they're throwing 105 <laughs> with junk, like a 98 mile per hour slider. It's terrifying. A little different to just, yeah, <laughs> hit it to third base. So I love the banding of the shift. I, it is bittersweet to see Freddie Freeman sign with the Dodgers. I'm a low-key, like, I like the Dodgers. I, for one reason, really. I think it's hilarious that teams like the Red Sox and the Yankees for so long were like, just spend money, spend money. Now the Dodgers have, like, taken that title from them. They very much have. And that's it's what like, they do. To me, I feel like the Dodgers were almost irrelevant for so long. All of a sudden, it's like, actually, we are going to spend money. And they, boy, have they. Yeah, a new ownership group came in there, and they started spending money. Another free agency signing we saw last night was Chris Bryant, former third baseman for the Cubs, to the Rockies. Yep. I don't get it, is what I will say about that one. I like Chris Bryant. What the fuck are the Rockies thinking? (laughs) You had a guy in-house, and Nolan Arenado. Yeah. And you got rid of him who I think he's one of the best third basemen in the league. I love Nolan Arenado. And then you bring in Chris Bryant on a, a fairly similar contract? Like, what are you doing? Why not just keep the guy you already had in-house? Then maybe you can retain a guy like Trevor Story. Yeah. So you let two good players go, and now you're going to be like, actually, let's spend money on Chris Bryant. Chris I Bryant might not be better than Trevor Story or Nolan Arenado. I did not realize he was 30 years old. Exactly. Like... You, Him and Nolan Arenado are the same age. Yeah, I hate to, you know, keep feeding a fed horse here. You had a better third baseman. 
you just had to pay him a little bit more money. Like he was on contract. It wasn't like he was, you know, going to hit free agency soon. Yeah. And then you just ship him off to the Cardinals for next to nothing to bring in a guy on a pretty similar contract who's not as good. It, it, I thought Chris Bryant would end up with, like, honestly, the Phillies. Yeah, I was just his relationship was. with Bryce Harper. Yep. Um, but I. Well, it seems like Bryce Harper might. Years. Sorry, it seems like Bryce Harper might be on the move too. Really? I was I hopping on that. Twitter this morning, and it was just like, "Hey, it's a lot of fan talk." But I guess there's just some things with maybe things that have been mentioned or said, where it's just like, "Hey, like, uh, is this time? Is this over?" It doesn't feel like it's been going on. It's, it's only been there three been years, right? Like, why would you move on from Bryce Harper? It's just things I saw on Twitter where it's just like, hey, maybe now bring him here. Bryce is next. To the Rams? No, to uh, the Braves, I believe, is what I saw. Yeah. I don't know. Again, it's Twitter. It's nothing right. to be like, Put don't put a ton of stock into it. But yeah. definitely something I saw. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. But I mean, Bryce Harper had one of his best years last year. He was the MVP, right? Mm-hmm. I think was so. last year? Uh, but he hit three oh nine. He he crushed 35 home runs, and he's only 28 years old. That is ridiculous. He's been in the league so long that I I would have guessed him to be 32. He's not. <laughs> four years younger than that, at 28. I'm, I'm a Bryce Harper guy, though. I think he's very good. I think that I love the way he plays the game. I mean, shit, he's been in the league since he was two th- or since he was 19. Yeah, and like immediately made the All Star team. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It pissed off. I remember it like, pissed off some of his teammates because he was running too hard. It's not the way we play the game. Save yourself a little bit. It was Jonathan Papelbon. He was a douche. Um, <laughs> but I, I love baseball free agency. And tell the truth, Thursday, I almost cried last night when Zach Grinke signed with the Royals. When I tell you I was excited about it, I mean excited about it. <laughs> I went home and found all my Zach Grinke like cups that I have from the year that he won the Cy Young. I'm going to buy a Zach Grinke jersey. I priced them last night, a, an authentic Royals jersey, $250, gone. Bank account. I'm buying a Zach Grinke jersey. Oh, I thought you meant I, like they were sold out. No, I, I can't get enough of this signing. I love it. Because uh, bringing back a guy that I loved in Zach Grinke, mm-hmm. Cy Young winner, if I didn't mention that. I think I went to like probably 10 of those games last, that year to just be like, oh, shit, Grinky's pitching today. $10 ticket going to the game. <laughs> and then to watch him come back. To me, this signals that the Royals are being competitive. Yesterday, they make a move for a relief pitcher. They signed Zach Grinky. I think they're actually trying to win, which sounds crazy. I know a lot of teams <laughs> don't, you know, fans don't have to experience this, but – when your team is actually trying to win games, it's pretty damn exciting. Yeah, it's like, oh shit, we're not, we're not going to just you're let not just the selling season off go. Pieces? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to keep Bobby Witt in the the minors for forever again. Yep. Who maybe people don't follow Twitter or the Royals like we do. That's their top prospect, one of the top prospects. You bring up him and Nick Prado, and whew, let's have some freaking fun. Yeah, so I mean, it's very exciting times for baseball, but also our Kansas City Royals. Yep. One year, thirteen million dollar deal. Hey, looks like they're willing to pay some people. Mm-hmm. And he's a he's a pretty odd cat. I'll say that. He's yeah. Weird. Um, but I also think that he can kind of tutor some of these young arms that the Royals have. Yep. I think it was like the two thousand eighteen nineteen draft or something. 
they drafted like five college pitchers. The Royals did. Yeah. Now like they're up. They need somebody. They need a veteran. They need that Von Miller type guy to be like, hey, actually, hold the ball this way. You're gonna get more spin on it or whatever. Yeah. It is that Zach has Mickey Duffy does. signed anywhere else? No, I was looking at that the other day. Actually, I just thought of that. Right, and there there were a lot of rumors that maybe he would even come back. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens with him. But it is uh, really cool. I I love having free agency go on to where like Chris Bryant news. If that breaks in December, January, that's a huge story. Yeah, it's kind of cool that it happens in March, and it's like, oh yeah, f- I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> I totally forgot he was a free agent. Yeah, no one's talking about it because actually Freddie Freeman signed too, but so did Von Miller. Do All of within it's... like. 12 hours of each other. When you see something like this, because he was traded to the Giants, right? Bryant was, yeah. Yeah. So with that, like, do you just not like being with the Giants, or is this your opportunity to go, I want to go somewhere, like, I get to pick where I want to go. Like, yeah, I want to go live in Colorado for the next seven years. Yeah, it could be. And I, I even saw, you know, some tweets, and it's kind of a funny joke with with the Rockies of, like, oh, I'm just going to go there and hit home runs. Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of true. <laughs> but maybe that's what he wants to do. And, you know, maybe when you do – Look at it of, I signed a seven-year deal. Where do I want to spend time with my family? Denver, a pretty nice spot. Yeah. Especially when you're like, oh, I could go live in Denver. It's beautiful here. Or maybe the Giants want to make another run at me. San Francisco, super expensive, not as pretty. Yeah. So I, I think that plays into it a lot, too. They, at least it would for me. Yeah. And plus you get to go skiing, the mountains, everything that's there. Can you elk hunting? <laughs> I don't know. Skiing is almost one of those things where I would almost write it into the contract and be like, that's a no. Skiing? Yeah. I don't feel like skiing is that dangerous unless you're trying no, to do stupid stuff. it's terrible on your stuff. knees. Oh, Not really? dangerous and like, oh, you might die, but like you might tear an ACL. Yeah. I didn't realize that. That's why like, people be like, hey, you want to go skiing? Absolutely not. I will <laughs> never. And it's not like, oh, I don't want to hit a tree. I'm not trying to tear these knees up anymore. So, no, no skiing for me. Motorcycle realize, riding, that's another one that should be on the list. Yeah. I actually think it is on the list, but people like Fernando Tatis, like, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> F that. Yeah, and that's another thing. It sounds like he's going to be out for, like, three months. That's tough. Mm-hmm. I even, uh, the other day I saw that the Padres were in on Chris Bryant because they thought Manny Machado might play shortstop mm-hmm. in the three months. And, honestly, hey, I think a storyline that's not talked about enough, I talk about a lot. I don't know if Fernando Tatis is a future shortstop. I think he's a future outfielder. Moving Machado over to shortstop is, I think, something the Padres should explore. Why is that? His body's just, he can't stay healthy. Yeah. That grind on the infield, he's, he'll make some good plays. He's not a great fielder, though. Well, he made a lot of errors. He had a lot of errors last year, didn't he? Exactly. Like, he will have those web gym type plays every once in a while. He's also going to have those plays where he's missing routine grounders. Mm-hmm. And he's so big, it's hard to play shortstop when you're six foot three. I mean, that's a five foot eight position. <laughs> and so I do. I think that his future is probably in right or left field, maybe center field. I mean, he's obviously got great speed, but mm-hmm. it, the wear and tear on the in the outfield is a little bit different. You get guys that play out there longer, and uh, for him, I mean, he's just twenty three years old. He is the future of the San Diego Padres. I would move him to right field. Yeah. Stay but healthy out there. Just take it easy. Chill out in right field. Yeah. Still be a you know, pretty decent fielder out there. He's got a good arm. Still be great at bats, mm-hmm. stealing bases. That's what you want. 
Now, obviously, if you can find a shortstop that can do it all, yeah, keep him there. It just doesn't happen very often. Yeah. So um, something that does happen very often is the happy hour at Club 609 actually happens every weekday from 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock, including today, which is St. Patrick's Day. Uh, like I said, 2 o'clock until 8 o'clock on Saturdays, 11 a.m. until 8 p.m. That's two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at Club 609. Absolutely. Next up is going to be downtown Lou. Be sure to visit them right here in the heart of Joplin, Missouri, off 1st in Main Street. They do specialize in tires and lube, but they are much more than that. So be sure to visit their website at downtownloop.com for the full list of services. Also, it's not a matter of if, it is a matter of when you're going to need your oil change or your tire service. So make sure you get that taken care of right here in Joplin at Downtown Lube. Almost missed the button, but I'm back, and so are we. Uh, we have our, our March Madness bracket going. The votes are live today. And uh, there are already people that are upset, and so let me explain this here. The voting process, I get a vote. Big Country gets a vote. The Twitter poll gets a vote for a total of three votes. People last year when we did this were I Just never understood They it. could not grasp the voting on some of these upsets. Thankfully, this year, doing movies, I'm actually I'm surprised. There are not as many angry listeners but oh, i've been receiving some direct messages <laughs> right <laughs> did you get one about coach carter uh yeah that's what they're all about <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know everybody is so upset about coach carter i'm sorry well I here's the like thing movies. is because we went in on like oh it's just like such a basic movie they actually lose in the end they don't win and i feel like that's something we talked about on monday where it's like you know they actually like they win da, 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 you come in and the worst team i don't know if you got this message it's a true story yeah. Oh, I knew it was a true story. I didn't. Oh, my God. Uh, even the other day, I'm talking like, that's bullshit. No coach would ever lock his students out of the gym. I got sent an article. <laughs> I thought like, you knew From that. an actual, like, California newspaper. Not like, oh, here, this is about the movie. It was an actual article talking about the guy. So this is what I'm going to say. My apologies to the real Coach Carter. That is a phenomenal thing to do. <laughs> I, that is great. I respect the hell out of it. The movie still sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Movie still sucks. It's just the fact that people look at High School Musical and it's like, that's the freaking upset? That's where the fucking upset comes in. High School Musical. Right? Yeah. So yeah, it happens. Yeah. Hard. Uh, let's start with the other bracket and get through these kind of quickly uh, so I can start popping some tops. These games start in 15 minutes. <laughs> um, Priorities. <laughs> uh, the other bracket with our boxing, hockey, NASCAR racing. Let's start off number one seed Rocky versus number nine Talladega Knights. As far as like rewatchability, I will say I would rewatch Talladega Knights over Rocky. Like if you gave me that choice today, both of them are on TV. I'm going to watch Talladega Knights. But I am voting for Rocky just because I think that it's so good. Like, boxing movies, there are not a ton of them that are out there that are good like this. Yep. And the underdog story, it's got to be Rocky, for my opinion. What was his wife's name that he yells at the end of the... Adrian. Adrian? Okay. Adrian! Loved doing that as a freaking kid. Really? I, I hated that part. I fucking thought it was I hilarious. I thought it was so cringy, even as a child. It, Mainly because my dad would do it to my mom when he was ready for dinner. He'd be like, Angie! Angie, what's for dinner? It's so like, as a kid, it was just the funniest you know, freaking like thing in the, the world. Also, like, the running up the steps in Philadelphia or, or running through the, the city. 
which I think, by the way, they like calculated in it. Like the trail that he would have taken is like ridiculously long. Uh huh. But it's still a cool scene. Oh, I love it. I think honestly, I think he did that in real life. I think like he actually trained and did everything because he wrote the movie himself. And he like took it. To, I don't know if you've heard this story, but the movie Rocky. And I don't want to take too much time on this. He wrote the story himself and the storyline. Everything was like, I want to star in this. So like, yeah, we like the storyline, but we want to have a different actor. And he was like, No, thank you. So he took it to another like studio. And then once they, he once he found the studio that accepted the script and him as the actor, it took off. And then there were other people that were like, Yeah, this is never going to be a good thing. You know, you've heard the story, like not going to work. <laughs> Believe in yourself and your work, and it blows up. And now he's the most famous actor, like action actor, in Sylvester Stallone. But the Rocky movies growing up were just fantastic for me. That's why I love the Creed movie so much. But I also picked Rocky against Tyler Beauty Lines. Yeah, I, I liked it too. Uh, did he actually run? Yes. But it would have been like 12 miles for the actual path through Philadelphia that he took. Sheesh. So that didn't happen. Screw that. But, it, it, I mean, it obviously he had to be in great shape for it to just yeah. run through the city and actually do it. Sometimes you know, I look at action heroes in movies, and I'm like, fuck, how'd you make that jump? Like, you know, as a kid, I thought it was based on a true story because they had an actual Rocky statue in Philadelphia. And then once I learned that, I was like, oh, actually, this isn't real. I was like, that is freaking hilarious that you have a statue in Philadelphia on top of the steps for a movie character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, this is just according to a quick internet search. Uh, if you analyze Rocky's run based off landmarks and the path that he actually took, it would have been over 30 miles. <laughs> Homie's not running 30 miles. No. <laughs> no. But it's still a great movie. Should still win over Talladega Nights, even though Talladega Nights is a hilarious movie. Oh, Very cool. It's probably the movie uh, I quote the most, to be honest. It might be. Uh, of course you would with the nickname Big Country. Uh, the next matchup in our other bracket, Karate Kid versus Happy Gilmore. Karate Kid number five, Happy Gilmore number four. Karate Kid was a thing when I was little. It kind of mm-hmm. came out when I was a young chap. I didn't like it. And honestly, even like the reboot with like some of the Karate Kid stuff they're doing, I still don't like it. And I'm happy to report that the poll represents those feelings. 84% of people so far have said Happy Gilmore is better. I concur with that. 100%. I liked Karate Kid as a kid, but I also realized as a kid how cheesy it was. And if you've heard me tell any other stories or experiences as a kid – I didn't necessarily believe in the cheesiness of stuff, but this movie I did. Like you're not about to tell me this kid almost broke his leg and is going to stay with the hi-ya little kick at the end and win. So, now, did I do that move all the time to my siblings? 100%. But I knew how cheesy and unrealistic it was. You probably, this one hurt too because you probably identified with the kid being bullied. <laughs> and then you go back to school and you're like, actually, I can't kick the bully's ass. Uh... <laughs> There was one time in elementary where there was a kid who did karate, and I was like, Psh, I don't care, dude. I, I'll karate you. And I went to kick him, and he caught my leg and threw me down a little hill. And I was like, fuck, that's, this kid can fight. Didn't mess with him again. Now I feel really bad. It's a fucking hilarious. <laughs> like, like, actually even as a kid, I was like, this is hilarious. Because this kid's like, I can do karate or whatnot. And he, like, he won medals and shit. And I was like, Psh, like, dude, whatever, I'll fight you. So I go to throw a kick, and he catches that shit and, like, tosses my little ass down a hill. And I fucking tumbled. Pretty girl's like, oh, my God, are you okay? And I milked the shit out of it. <laughs> no, I didn't cry. I was just like, that was fucking – it was kind of one of those deals where was like, that was really cool. 
Like, that kid just tossed me down a hill. <laughs> he caught my kick. <laughs> you go home bleeding. You're like, yeah, pretty cool. Bob, you're never going to believe what just happened. <laughs> look at my elbow. It's about to scab up. I just got my <laughs> ass beat. If you look closely, you can see a little bit of blood. <laughs> I'm probably going to need a Band-Aid. <laughs> and you're, you would know it's on that side. of the, It's on the other side of the elementary school where the, the preschool is. So there's that little hill. Like, if you'd have to walk around, you'd have to walk up into the school. <laughs> it was right there on that little hill. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> ne- next matchup, number 11, dodgeball, versus number 14, eight seconds. I'm going dodgeball. I did too, actually. Yep, I, it was tough, play. but dodgeball is another yeah. one of those movies that no one makes me believe my own play. Right. Enjoy your, your first-round upset after eight <laughs> seconds, but now let's get real. You're matching up with some good movies here, and dodgeball yeah. is better. Dodging yeah. a ball or riding a bull, which one's cooler? Definitely dodging a ball. I'm not, not going to agree there. That was total sarcasm. <laughs> okay. Like, riding a bull is one of the most badass things you can do. Dude, my grandma did it once. And she was like, oh, I almost broke my back. I was like, no shit, grandma. You got on a freaking bull. Uh-huh. It's crazy. I want to make jokes, but I'm not going to. So let's move on. <laughs> uh, next, last round two matchup. Number seven, Mighty Ducks versus number two, Caddyshack. I am a little bit disappointed in our fans for how close this one is. Right now it's 60-40, Caddyshack. Caddyshack is so good. Maybe maybe you're like, oh, I'm not really into golf, so you voted Mighty Ducks, which is like a kid movie, mm-hmm. more than I think it is a sports movie. I think Caddyshack is probably one of the best movies that I've never seen. Now I'm disappointed all, all over. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Caddyshack. No. Oh, big country. Yeah, well, it's very good. Yeah, I'll have to watch it sometime. Bill Murray and Chevy Chase in the same movie. Yep. I think it's from like 1978. Bill who? Brother. I'm kidding. <laughs> you told I me last time. Like you the <laughs> I, I even messed up that quote. <laughs> you, so like, you, you don't know <laughs> Bill Murray. <laughs> I will stab you in the knife with a neck. <laughs> yeah, I'll make that work somehow. I was, okay. Do you know who Bill that Murray That was is? a joke, yes. Okay. Good, because he is one of the most hilarious humans ever made. Yeah. That's where I'm at on Bill Murray. Let's get to our, our football region. Of the brackets, though, um, some nice little matchups here. Uh, not very many close battles, I'll tell you that. Number one, remember the Titans. Number eight, the replacements. Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans. It's the replacements so cool. was on last night, and I almost watched it. I saw that, too, actually. I was looking for <laughs> True TV. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, damn, I really want to watch it. I didn't end up doing it, but Remember the Titans is uh, pick. I remember talking about Remember the Titans like a couple years ago, and I was like, ah, it was a good movie, but it wasn't anything special. And then I rewatched it probably two years ago during the pandemic. Yeah. Holy shit, it's good. So if you haven't seen it in a minute, go rewatch it. It's better than you remember. Yeah. So next time you're thinking about Remember the Titans, remember that it's better than you remember. That's one of those movies that like, I kind of wish they would redo, but at the same time, like I don't because it's just so good. Yeah, I think you got to let it be. It was, just, it was so good the first time. And yeah. Denzel Washington's so good in that movie. you got to let it be. And there's a lot of great actors in the movie, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, like the so quotable, too, like the left uh-huh. side, strong side. Uh, yeah. You make a mistake, you run a mile. Did I ball my eyes out towards the end of the movie? Oh, you bet your ass I did. I was so mad the first time I watched it. I still, to this day, tear up. Yeah. Gary Bertier, man, in that car. 
fucking got me. Where he's like, what do you mean, Alice? Do you not see the resemblance? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's my brother. Oh. <laughs> Waterworks. <laughs> yeah. And that... My daughters even be like, you okay, Dad? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I can't breathe. I'm hyperventilating. They're like yep. rubbing my back and getting me some water. And like, this little bitch is crying too much over a movie. I'm like, yeah, I am because it gets me. I'm starting yep. to get teary-eyed just thinking about how much I cry about Remember the Titans. Uh, next one. Number five, Friday Night Lights versus number four, Jerry Maguire. I love both of these movies. I thought they were both very well done. I did go with Friday Night Lights. I did too. I like. I mean, Friday Night Lights was probably one of my favorite football movies growing up, based on like the actual action of a football mm-hmm. game. That in the movie Radio. I'm surprised it didn't make yeah, this list. Actually, I, actually, I, I remember seeing it. It was like just, just missed. Well, I don't remember what number sixteen was on our, on our football movies. Oh, I put American Underdog in there. Yikes. Probably should have That been was one it. where I documented it. <laughs> yeah. Tell the truth. I Just a hot, stupid new movie. It wasn't going to advance past, um, remember the You Titans. didn't put the Sean Payton movie in there? No, yeah. Like, it didn't. <laughs> it's so bad. I've watched it. It's so bad. I still, I'm not going to. Don't waste your time. Uh, another little, little close battle. I can't believe this one. Number 11, Any Given Sunday, verse number 14, The Longest Yard. And a lot of people ask us to specify which one. We talked so much about the Adam Sandler version that that's the one that I'm going with, is the Adam Sandler version. And it's winning. Number 14 seed probably going to advance to the next round. I voted for Any Given Sunday, but the poll voted Longest Yard, and I'm guessing so did you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Brucey's time to shine. (laughs) Yeah. I, I knew it was coming. I saw it. I'm like, well, I lost on this, this one. This smirk's just getting bigger and bigger on my face over here. <laughs> Here's an interesting one, though. Last one from the football one. The number seven, the water boy. Verse number 15, the program. A lot of people know how I feel about the movie, the program. I voted for it. The fans voted for water boy. Big country. Has- I got your back, bro. <laughs> the program moves on. <laughs> right? Like, good. 15 7 upset. See you later, Waterboy. This is, it's such a good 15 seed, too, because I feel like this is a really good movie, but people just don't know about it. And that, that's what you're going to get in the brackets today. A really good team that people just don't know about. Riding that upset along. Like, I'm, it's going to make a run. <laughs> Folks, it's going to make a run. It might go all the way to the championship. You talk about a true Cinderella story. That's it with the program. I would hear you and Matt quote all the time. I was like, God, that movie just sounds so stupid. And then I watched it, and I was like, this is freaking good. One of my favorite things that I ever did as a coach for football is that me and another coach talked about the program so much. And there were other coaches that I've never seen it. Like, what are you guys talking about? We would try to go on streaks to see how many consecutive days one of us could quote the program in practice. But, like, you couldn't just be like, ah, throw out a random quote here. You had to work it into, like, your position drills or, like, team drills that we were doing to where, like, one of us would quote the program while still talking to the players, and the other coach would be like, you did it. Like, good job. (laughs) We got to, like, 10, 12 days of not even using the same quotes. It doesn't sound as impressive as it was. I will tell you that, just like myself. No, that would be pretty cool, especially <laughs> if some of the other coaches weren't as aware of it. Right. They just like, why are they like Jim Halpering each other? Like, what does that look about? <laughs> <laughs> or you would use a quote, and then the other coaches would be like, damn, that was good. Right, where'd you get that from? Like, not knowing it was a quote from a movie. Like, <laughs> that was a really powerful message you sent at the end of practice. It's like, nope, it's from a movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna have some of them students are like, man, that quote, that quote from Coach was fantastic. 
bastard. <laughs> yeah, I'm so motivated. Like, they're playing college ball now. Like, man, Coach Miller, this one time he said to me, it's time to put the women and children in bed and go looking for dinner. And that spoke to me, and that motivated me. <laughs> uh, basketball movies, though. Number one, Hoosiers versus number nine, Semi-Pro. Semi-Pro is close. I'm, I'm still going Hoosiers. I went Hoosiers as well. It's just such a classic. It's hard to vote against. It is. Especially when you put a movie like Semi-Pro up there, which is it, just like a funny spoof movie. And after a while, the movie gets kind of just like, oh, my God. Like, mm-hmm. you just one joke trying to up the other, and it's just. Yeah. I think with Semi-Pro, actually, people remember it being better than it was. Like, it yeah. was kind of corny and not one of Will Ferrell's best movies. Yeah. It's just the fact that he played basketball, and mm-hmm. it was like, had a whole outfit. Yeah, you see his character, and you're like, oh, that was hilarious. Eh, it was okay. It was good. It wasn't that great. Uh, next one is just a runaway here. Number four, Space Jam versus number five, Blue Chips. 87% of the vote going to Space Jam. I don't know how Space Jam is a four seed. I don't, I mean, looking at the guy who made the bracket, but. <laughs> right? Like, I did it, <laughs> but this one was uh, true. I, it was the fourth best ranked according to the website I used, basketball movie. It's like, I, I think it, sense. it's probably one of my favorite basketball movies I've ever watched. Right? Like, Same. it was the basketball movie I watched as a kid. Yeah. Uh, next matchup, which is absolutely stupid that this happened. <laughs> number 11, like Mike. Number 14, high school musical. The fact that not just one of these movies moved on, but the fact that both of them did, and now we get oh. a matchup here. I will say, like Mike, has 71% of the vote. I went high school musical, though. I'm a Troy Bolton guy. Really? Get your head in the game? Yeah. <laughs> do you know what? I actually voted for like Mike, but I want to switch my vote because I can do that. It's our show here. Huh? I'm taking high school musical. I want to see another 14 seed. Just kind of continue to make a push. want to see more people be like, how the see, fuck is high school musical advancing? What the advancing? fuck are these guys smoking over here? <laughs> it's because it's our Oh, home. the look on your face. You're like, this is just absolutely You should have seen me this morning when I saw it. I was like, are you <laughs> shitting me right now? This is really going to happen? Again, I I remember, again, a story of mine. My first year teaching, the high school put on a play, which was High School Musical. And so they, like, redid it into a play. And they wanted our fifth-grade students to come up and watch the play, like, happens in every high school. And there were so many teachers that were like, I'm not going. Like, I don't want to watch it. Like, which one of us has to go? And I'm like, fucking first dibs. Like, I'm going to the play. Like, why why does no one else want to go? It was corny. It was not great. <laughs> but it was two hours sitting in the auditorium watching a play <laughs> out of my classroom. It's like I went back to being a student. It's like, yeah, I get to do this over being in the classroom. <laughs> yeah, sign See up. See ya. <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. So High School Musical, going to advance to the next round because Big Country and I both voted for it. And that's the way the poll works. Basketball round two, last one. White Man Can't Jump, number two movie versus Love and Basketball. I went back and forth on this one, not going to lie. I almost took Love and Basketball, but I do feel like Wesley Snipes and uh, Woody Harrelson. That was such a good movie. I, it's going to get a reboot, too, soon. I think I actually remember seeing it. I actually did vote for Love and Basketball, um, but no issues here with White Men Can't Jump going yeah, moving that's kind of how I feel about it, too. Like, whatever way the poll went, I, I'm good with yeah. it. Yeah, that one kind of get a reboot. That one's pretty cool. And let's get to the last one, our baseball. Baseball bracket, which has all of the best movies, by the way. 
for sure. Like the top ten baseball movies are probably better than most of the other movies <laughs> that are out there. And number one versus number nine here, A League of Their Own, the top top seeded movie. Actually, I don't know if we got into that. According to the website I used, this is the number one sports movie. Verse number nine, the movie Forty Two, about Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. I did vote A League of Their Own mainly because of uh, Tom Hanks. So I actually went with Forty Two. I'm fine with it with it losing, but the movie Forty Two was so cool. And when it came out, I actually got to do a bunch of research on the movie because I was excited to see it. And when they chose the actors for it, they actually chose an actor with a lower name and a guy who hasn't been really known yet as an actor because they didn't want the actor to take away from the impact of the character of Jackie Robinson. And then he blew up. and was Exactly. And it was just like, this guy's actually a fantastic actor. Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. I, I did go A League of Their Own, but I do love 42. It was a phenomenal movie. And even like learned a lot about Jackie Robinson. And not so much Jackie Robinson. His story's told a lot, as it should be. But also a lot of the other players and the owners and things like that that brought him along the way. Very good movie if you haven't seen it. Uh, number five, Moneyball, versus number four, Major League. And this is where we get into these baseball movies. And I'm like, damn, I don't know. Yeah, I went with Major League. I did too. And the poll results are, right now is like 56% going with Major League. Moneyball is a very good one. It is tough when you get these, these movies that are like, here's a serious movie versus a funny movie. But I did. I went Major League. I think it's it's phenomenal. I just I like Major League so much because there's so many different like, personalities of the characters. But like each actor just embodied it so well. Like now when I see him, it's like that's how like you are a Major League Baseball player in my mind when I see Willie Mays Hayes like the leadoff. Yes, you know, like, just hit the ball on the ground. The guy who does the All State commercials. Like you're still freaking weirdo. You know, <laughs> praising the old uh, virtual stuff you got. Is that the same guy? I believe so. Could be. I think it is. I don't know. Yeah, but like the Dominican. I hope it is. I I mean, I hope because I've been thinking this whole time. (laughs) The reason why I'll never have all states. Like, you guys are praising some weird shit. Right. Uh, We had an independent league baseball team here in Joplin for, actually, I think they were just here for a year. But their catcher's name was Jake Taylor. And I was like, I'm a fan of that guy. If I could have bought a Jake Taylor jersey, I would have. But the team was only here for a year. So it didn't work (laughs) out. Uh Next matchup, two of my favorite movies. Number six, Bull Durham. Number three, The Sandlot. I love Bull Durham. It's probably a top five sports movie for me. But The Sandlot is number one for me. Yeah, yeah I've I went with The Sandlot as well. Did, like It's almost Sandlot season for me. Me and my daughters will watch Sandlot probably ten times for the rest of this year. Really? Like, And I'm not exaggerating is why I throw out a low number. I will guarantee I watch Sandlot at least... Ten times a year. You take a picture and post it every time you do it. <laughs> You're right. Like, hey, watching the <laughs> End of uh, the year, it's like, God damn, he did. <laughs> yeah, really, like, honestly. And I used to watch it as a teacher all the time, too. I, one thing I didn't remember is all the cursing in Sandlot. Like, when you're watching it at home, you won't realize it, that, oh, oh, a kid just said piss. When you're watching it as a teacher in a classroom, you're like, oh, my God, that kid said damn. I'm going to have to send, like, five emails. <laughs> so dumb, I am so, so sorry. Yeah, if you're a teacher and you're like, oh, spring break, last day, let's watch a movie. Careful with Sandlot. Most kids have probably seen it already and it wasn't a big deal. There are some words in there that you're like, God, why? Why, why is this little kid saying shit? <laughs> but uh, Sandlot going to move on for me. Like I said, one of my favorite movies. And I believe you said that too? Yes, yes, I did. Yep. Uh, last baseball movie. Last one for us today as we try to get to these games that are tipping off right now. Uh, the rookie, Dennis Quaid, 
Another good, well, nice movie. Verse Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams is too good. Yeah, Kevin Costner's the king. Mm-hmm. This was another one of those movies you saw late in life. Uh, like last year? Yeah. Legitimately. <laughs> <laughs> late in life as in last year. Or, yeah. uh-huh. Even if, like Field of Dreams, you could argue that it is one of the best just movies. Oh, it was so sports. good. Yeah, it was a fantastic movie. Yep, I, I loved it. That's So that's how we're voting. You guys can still join in and vote uh, on Twitter. We tweeted it from the Miked Up page. Go vote. We'll review some of those uh, results tomorrow. But Big Country and I are going to be out of here. We are looking forward to watching some basketball, maybe drinking some green beer, and enjoying ourselves a little nice Thursday. But we thank you guys for joining us. We will be back tomorrow, probably in rough shape. Yep. Flu game. That's what we do. tomorrow. We're going to bring our A game uh, tomorrow right here at 10 a.m. in the call-in app. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll talk to you tomorrow.